What's up, everybody? How's it going? It's uh, yeah, we are pumped. Oh my gosh, we gotta bring we gotta bring juice today. <laughs> the juice is loose. Good morning. Hey, what's up, man? So we got uh, we got we got Corey Connors at Corrugated on the TikToks. Uh, Packaging podcast. We got Adam at Packaging Pastor on the TikTok. Yes, <laughs> and host of People of Packaging podcast. And you got me, Evelio Matos, uh, host of Packaging Unboxed. Um, yeah, there's some crazy stuff going on. We got uh, we got a lot to cover. So uh, yeah, first off, Corey was at Taylor Swift this weekend. Yeah, no, my wife and daughter were, and they had an amazing time. Avelio and I uh, got to go out to Korean barbecue, which was quite an experience. Yeah. Really enjoyed it. It's pretty good. The table's on fire. It was yeah. nuts. Now I'm mad. Now and... my energy was on high, and now it's like, wow. You're like. We... We talked well, about last without and I we got to go to a <laughs> Korean barbecue and you just <laughs> suck my delicious. energy level right there. Yeah, Chris, it was there, it was real, and now it's not <laughs> out of the yeah. yeah, my buddy Chris Branch. If you want to learn uh if you want to learn how to do mid journey artificial intelligence, check him out. He does some good stuff. We got don't pull muscle it's right, dude. <laughs> we are at yeah, that I age where muscles do get pulled muscle. for nothing. Yeah. So, uh, so what do you got? Co- what do you got covering? We got a bunch of stuff. We do. We have things. Yeah. We have news to cover. We do. We have a- uh, lives to save. We have labels to get rid of. Um, Famous dentists to discover. No, right. We do. That was a different conversation. That was. But we. Yeah. Do. All right. So what do we got? We got. Um, what did I see this morning? I saw. Um, so I've got somebody asking me questions on uh, on YouTube about uh, Adobe illustrator and pantone yeah. um which i thought was pretty yeah, interesting nice. you know we got some people that are doing um they're still confused right pantone pulled out of adobe so you can't use your swatch books in adobe unless you pay for connect and then the two apps don't necessarily talk to each other great but uh if you're in the print side of this you can basically just you can make up swatches you can people don't understand this that uh, the file just carries information it doesn't carry color Right. So if I make a purple, you know, icon in Illustrator and I label that color swatch Pantone 185 red, Mm. printer's not going to print it purple. They're going to follow the the data in the file, which is 185 red. And that seems to blow people's minds. You'd be you'd be surprised. (laughs) (laughs) No, unless unless you're unless you're printing with a digital printer then you know i can see issues happening but for the most part it's uh you know it, it's the file because when you output plates you know when you go ctp and you output the plate the plate is going to be labeled 185 not whatever color it is on it is on screen and there's yeah, something well, that was on there let's, let's have this conversation shall we because uh, i think it was bring it james <laughs> james wallace i believe posted a mm-hmm. uh, uh a picture, a photo on LinkedIn yep. of two Pantone books. I don't know if you saw yep. this. I did see And that. it was the same colors from two different books because these books age. They, there's all sorts of things, right? And they were yep. like, I mean, it looked like 
completely different colors mm-hmm. um two different shades of gray uh 50 i think it was 50 shades. Yeah. um <laughs> that's a and so i i guess that i'm i'm curious because <laughs> i'm not i'm not a, i never like create art files so i don't know what the what is happening but i will say that there has been a little bit more confusion on okay so you built the file and it's this color in the file, but you also labeled it this Pantone color, which, which do you want? And then much less trying to figure out from the printing side, and this is where drawdowns become a really big deal, of do, do you just want us to mix that Pantone color and lay it down on the substrate, or do you want that that to be the closest visual representation of that Pantone color, which in some cases it does not look anything like the Pantone color. And this is something that this is a conversation I've had for almost a decade now. Yeah, and that sounds completely wrong to me. <laughs> tell me why. Uh, well, I'll tell you. I'll tell you why I disagree with that because um, when you yeah one Pantone books they all are different. As much as people want to believe that they every single one of them is exactly the same, you can put them side by side. You are going to get some variation in there. Some you're going to get some crazy variation. Um, it comes essentially what it is. I wish I had my book on my desk. Uh, essentially, what it is is a. Let me see if I got one. Hang on, keep talking. I can hear you. You know, basically, your, your Pantone color is a recipe of mixing a variety of different inks together to achieve a color. Now, you know, CMYK mix, right? No, no, no. RGB. Nope. N- neither of those. Neither of those guys. Yep. <laughs> C- CMYK is a whole nother uh, process of colors. And then RGB Different is only for, for digital. Yeah. Yep. So this is where it gets confusing. It's like people want to match this idea of what's on screen. So that was the big thing was the, the, the person asking questions on, on YouTube was like, well, I can't get the color on my screen to match exactly what's in the book. Like, how do I change my color profiles? It's like, I've got my, my, my color mode set to RGB and uh, I'm adjusting the colors to get close to the CMYK color or to the, to the Pantone color. It's like, why your printer is not going to be looking at the artwork on your screen. Every screen is different. You just need to, you know, whatever, it doesn't matter what color you set it. It just needs to be the color that you want. Yeah, and what's, so, what the substrate goes will will affect the color as well, right? Yeah, exactly. So, exactly. So he's like, here, well, yeah, go ahead. Here's the problem that I think Pantone has always had from a brand consistency standpoint is it was it was meant to, I I think, yeah. That's right. You got to yeah. get a better printer. No, because here's the deal. <laughs> so I'll give you I'll give you an example. I just grabbed these two things because they're kind of close yeah. in color, right? So I've got this Young Living label right here, okay? Yep. And I got this Brew Doctor label right here. Mm-hmm. Now, let's let's say for the sake of argument, these are not the same Pantone colors. Let's just say for the sake of argument, these are supposed to be Pantone colors. Same here, same here, and same yep. here on this label. This label is backed by white, mm-hmm. then cold foil, and then another hit of white, and then you got to lay down the color. Yep. If there is not any hint of gray in this Pantone build out you're never going to hit that. It won't even come close to hitting mm-hmm. the color. And so what happens though, is some printers will mix the Pantone, you know, whatever this is forest green, they'll just mix it and they'll lay it down and they'll say, we printed, we printed your Pantone color, but it looks it's Delta 10 away from, 
what the actual Pantone color is supposed to be. And then if you lay down the same one on this white bop, or if you lay it down, I don't know how these caps are printed, but if you lay it down here, you're going to have what? three totally different colors. And each printer is going to say, I was justified in doing what I did, mm -hmm. which is why I don't actually, I think Pantone is a, is a helpful starting point, but you, you have to do, you still have to do physical ink drawdowns on material. Oh, hundred percent. You know what I mean? Like, yep. And press and, checks. And that, and it, I, I think press checks are becoming, they're still important, but they're becoming less and less important. Yeah. If you have something that's speaking for you at press, I signed off on this drawdown on the yeah. substrate, you get a spectrophotometer, you read it out. This mm -hmm. is your, now this is your target. It's no longer Pantone 257. Mm -hmm. It's Evelio's. Yeah. Mix XYZ. Green. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but that, but that, again, that was kind of that was the the conversation was like, uh, you know, in in the comments on, on YouTube was like, you know, I'm trying to match it on screen. You know, how do I change it? And it's like, no, you just need to. You, it doesn't matter what it looks like on screen, right? As right. long as you're labeling it properly and you're communicating just a reference, with, right. yeah, and you're communicating with that printer, it's important that you explain. Yeah, you know, we're printing it on craft versus white. Okay, mm -hmm. so how am I going to get there? How am I going to match if if it's not a um, you know, like for like Pantone color that you're trying to match to, then it's like, I need to match this on <laughs> Tommy Bonnie's getting fired up over here. Let's go. <laughs> go Tommy. This uh, is actually how Valio and I met. We, I posted a, a, a picture of my GCMI book, which yeah. talks about corrugated and how uh, the GCMI flexo colors look different on different substrates. And so I had an extra book. I sent it to him and now BFF, right? Yeah, so, exactly. So important. Color brings people together. Yeah. It does, no, but, but, it, but, but it's also one of, it, I would say it's still today mm -hmm. the most divisive issue in printed packaging is like, how do you manage color and there are companies yeah. upon companies out there that are saying like no we do it best we do it better we, and mm -hmm. it's like it's it is really really hard to say to somebody i can match that color and we're going to print on a craft corrugated box yeah, printing right. on a flexo press and i'm going to match what it is on your litho lamb or on your SBS board or on your, and then also we're going to match it now to your, to your foil multi-layer flexible pouch. Yeah. yeah. Like you're just not going to, you have to be okay with the fact that those are never going to match because right. brown and then silver, you cannot print enough white over the top of that to give it a, yeah, to, to match whatever the other substrate or whatever your white substrate is. Correct. Yeah. That, that so, the Pantone book is printed on, by the way. BT Dubs, LOL. So we're saying the <laughs> so we're saying the same we're we're saying the same thing here. Right. Um, yeah, in terms of that conversation, it was your your books are never going to match. Your screen's never going to match. Focus on identifying a color, right? Because he was trying to hit a specific color um, out of the book. It's like you communicate that color. It doesn't matter what it looks like on screen. Don't worry about what it looks like on screen. Worry about it, what what how you're communicating that, and then. If color is so critical on this project, then you have to go to a drawdown, right? And it's not just any drawdown. So here's like here's the conversation I have with clients all the time: is yeah, you can ask for a drawdown um, from a printer, but you have to make sure that it's a drawdown on the right substrate, 
and right. that you're not yeah. doing, you know, sometimes you're doing digital, digital proofs, um, on like a, you know, on a, on a huge Epson that's got, that's fingerprinted to an offset press. And I typically work offset or flexo. Um, uh, so that's kind of where, where my head's at. Um, but you know, if you're trying to match a color to a digital, you know, a digital proof that's not fingerprinted and here's where people get into issues. It's like the printer will, will output a beautiful sheet of color that can't be, you know, that you can't match on offset, right? You can't mix an ink to get to that particular color of digital. You have to kind of work backwards and have to, you know, again, having equipment that's fingerprinted, making mm -hmm. sure that you, that the color that's coming out of your digital proof is going to match what's going to come on screen. Don't try to like bump it up and make it look better than it's actually going to look because you're going to set yourself up for, for failure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And there, I will say it is helpful. Adobe, or I'm sorry, Pantone has those bridge books as well between the color and then the CMYK that you can buy. Mm -hmm. I think they're like $300. Yeah. Again, those are really, I'm not here to like bash Pantone. Those are like helpful guides. So you can see like, Hey, this pastel color, if you want to print it onto a box is going to look, you know, way more muted than you really think it is. Or like this, you know, this metallic or this whatever fluorescent, you know, like people come up, like, why can't you just print this, uh, this metallic gold and have a, have a CMYK digital output. It's like, I, there's no gold. There's no metal. <laughs> I don't know. It's uh yeah, it's going to be Brown. It's going <laughs> to be Brown. You're going to have a, it's going to be a Brown color and you can maybe spot varnish over the top of it to give it something. Yeah. And what you're, you know, what you're talking about is, uh, you know, is this, this, um, this post from, James. Yeah, while you're pulling that up, I totally agree with Chris's comment here that color theory runs really deep. Um, and and also along with that, yeah, this is that's the <laughs> post right there. So look at 7633C. Yeah. Here versus here. Wow. But so this... I think the one on the right is what was output on it looks like an almost like an Epsom proof. Yeah. And is then that, it's a, yeah, it's like an X-Rite spectra proofer. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, it's up top. Yep. The swatch on the right is an X-Rite Spectre Proof or Pass Proof. Yep. Yeah, and this, you know, this color on the right is wrong. You know, this is this is kind of what you're what you're targeting, and you can, you know, you've got uh, ninety three percent translucent white. You're not going to get this deep of a color. Like it's just right. not going to happen. But I don't know. That was a good. That was a good post. It had a lot of conversation happening on there. Yeah, uh, you got James in, in here. In that situation, do you think the book has faded? No, or, no, I don't. or do you think it was originally printed? It wouldn't fade that much differently. No, so the the book and the output from the X Rite Spectra Proofer are two totally different colors, totally different, right. but they're labeled the same. Now, you know who knows how that file was set up because that, you know, how that uh, output was set up. Um, mm -hmm. It could be it could just be wrong because the way it was set up. Like uh, like I don't know. Um, but here's Tommy coming in with all spot colors in a lab spec. You know, that's the big thing is um, I think designers, printers, like we have to move away from Pantone as a brand, you know, Toyo as a brand, like the, the inks, the ink brands or the color brands, uh, they don't dictate what, what, what happens. Like we should be able to dictate and, you know, we should move into, you know, lab color, mm -hmm. but the education's just not there. Uh, well, because for, it for can, designers it, to do that it and the nice part about lab well well it's not perfect but the 
you at least can get to a level of objectivity. It's like, we're going to measure this under this light yep. condition. You agree that this is the color you want to get to. And now you can hold the printer accountable yeah. to did they do it? or did they, I mean, I had a customer who we bought spec photometers for them and like taught them how to do it so that because they were saying like, well, visually, this doesn't this doesn't look right. And it's like you're in a dark lit room, you're in a warehouse and you're comparing mm -hmm. color and light is a big part of color. I mean, there's a whole, there are, we could spend a lot of time on this. I'm sure we spent 16 minutes already. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I had a, I had a client, um, huge retail brand in New York. Um, in, you know, when you go to their office or like in the 20 something floor and all their windows were tinted and I'm in there and they're like, well, look at this color. It doesn't match. I'm like, well, where do you look at color? They opened a window and, you know, 20 plus floors up, they're holding it outside, which, you know, is good because you're looking at it under sunlight, but it's cloudy and it's reflecting the tint from the windows onto the paper. And, and I'm like, dude, what are you, like, what are you doing? You know, <laughs> like this is, this is why I flew all the way over here because the color didn't match when you hold it outside the window. Like, yep, that's not how it works. Yeah. Get, get to objectivity, get away from subjectivity and your life will be a lot better as a designer, as a brand owner, as a printer, yeah. all that stuff. Yeah, hundred percent. And that, that was that was the question, Michael. Is like, was that file set up properly? Right. That, well, that's the part we don't know, and it doesn't look. I mean, it doesn't look like it was. But and that I would go all the way back to my original point, and let's move on. My original point was when you said, <laughs> if you're a designer and you just build a file and then you just label it Pantone, whatever sixty three thirty six, but the file isn't actually built to that Pantone color, that might actually get output as a special color because somebody's just people don't realize how many files a pre-press department has to deal with every mm -hmm. single day at any printer. They get it in and they go, all right, well, this is what it's built out. I'm not going to make a judgment call here. This is how they built it. This is the label they put on it out the door. Um, um, that's It happens. I'm telling you it happens. If, but if, if they're setting up the file properly, if you're creating a, uh, a spot color in Illustrator or a spot yeah. channel in Photoshop and you label it Pantone 7633, see when that out and if the color is green but it's labeled 7633 c when the printer mixes the ink they should be targeting this pink like that's mm -hmm. kind of the goal like i know like when when i'm doing like embossing or spot uvs or any uh, especially offline processes i'll create a random color that doesn't exist in the artwork all, as a spot channel right i'm not expecting i'm not expecting them to print it bright yellow if it's like a spot uv it has happened, but that's not. The, right. Yeah, know. I know. Yeah, but I'm saying in this. You're right. You're right. Case, it, right? It, it does. If it's it, green it or if it's purple, yeah, that's a that's a big deal. But if it's if it's just both like purple, if, there, if there's no alert to say, hey, this isn't the right color, because mm -hmm. they're just outputting. Like when a pre-press department is looking at the files, they're not yeah. checking to make sure that like the ink is built to the Pantone color that is being called out. They're looking for, you know, trapping issues. They're looking for layout. They're look they're looking for a lot of things, but they're not going through every single color and checking it with their own Pantone book to make sure that the shade is correct. And so that's why I would say, as a designer, if you are if you want a specific Pantone color, don't just build out any kind of random purple and then label it that Pantone color. I like I said, I don't lay out files, so I don't even know if that's possible or not. But if that's the if that's the practice that you're doing. Yeah. Then be prepared for things like what James said, because it's going to happen. 
I mean, yes, die lines have printed before. Not not if you're not if you're going offset or flexor where they're actually mixing a physical ink. Yeah, no, when it comes to yeah. mixing the ink, they'll be like, hey, this is off. But at that mm -hmm. point in time, you got to think about it. When they are mixing an ink to go onto press, if you're finding the error then, you have material, you have time, it, you're probably going to be two or three weeks late now. But, but it's not But it's not an error if you've labeled the file, the spot color as 7633C and, you know, your, your pressman's mixing ink to 7633C, then it's not an error. If it looks like it's green on screen, it'll still right. be no, pink no, when they I, mix yeah, the proper I, I get, ink. I get that down. But I'm saying like if you get a proof back that does not look like 7633C because it just came from the pre-press department, mm -hmm. don't be surprised when the proof looks like what it is that you created your digital file to be. That's what I'm trying to say is because mm -hmm. we get, we have probably at, at Myers, we've probably 2000 yeah. different colors that are like, there's no possible way to just keep on looking at all that stuff because mm -hmm. they're processing 50 to a hundred files a day, just cranking through them. Right. It's like, yep. You output the file, you get it there. Now, when you go to when you go to um, sign off on the proof, you want to ask the question: Hey, this doesn't look like seven three three whatever C. Right. I just want to make sure that this is what this looks darker than my Pantone book. Oh, okay, great. We'll make a note, and then you're going to be fine, right? I'm not saying that down the road it's going to be a problem. Yeah, yeah. Just expect that problem to arrive if you don't build the file to be seven three three C. Yeah. That's if you're if you're uh, yeah, I mean if you're if you're sending files. It's important to have those conversations. It's a, it's important to have a conversation with your printer at every step of the way. Uh, yeah. I think that's the, the critical part here. Yep. Did you guys know I have a podcast? It's called Sustainable Packaging with Corey Connors. <laughs> I'm trying to change the subject. We've talked about we're changing. We're changing. We're, we're, cha we're changing. We're changing. <laughs> Sorry, dude. <laughs> I get heat. I get heat. Weenus Blue. This is actually an incredibly important conversation. I, I am so impressed with the knowledge in this group, and uh, I think it's critical that we discuss it. But, yeah, let's move on. All right. Tommy, well, we, should, we should have you on to talk about this. Yes, Tommy, you're on. Next week. All right. So what do we got here? We got um, other stuff happening. We got... Um... Crate. Yes, the wine yeah. with no labels. That, that, has, that a label. has a label. That has a label on the neck. <laughs> Fascinating, yeah. interesting idea. Lots of press about this. I like it. I think it's cool looking, minimalist. Yeah, I, I, QR, I QR code, excited about it. Yeah, all the neat things, the, the corrugated. See, and that's an example of how corrugated can be totally different color than nor than you might think. That's it's almost Corey. Corey, no, we don't need to go back there. We're we've yeah. exited. <laughs> no more color. No. <laughs> hey, Abelio, go back. That was I'm talking about substrates now, not ink. Uh, although Corey segued and then tried to tried to unsegue. Hey, go yeah, back yeah. up to the to the photo. Uh, go down now. Go down. Hang on, I can't drive <laughs> up the box. There we go. Yeah. Um. Okay. So, I I think like, hey, if if this is gonna be how you're gonna you know have your brand roll, I don't think that's necessarily. I don't think it's wrong. Like, mm -hmm. sweet, go for it. Um. You know, no. No label, no glue, no paper. Like, yes, it does. Like, it does all of those things. But the actual impact of those things in the overall wine manufacturing Experience. process is insanely low. Like, yeah. it, it's like if you said, 
hey, I, 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 uh, I, I'm saving 25 cents a month on my cell phone bill because I got them to waive this one fee. It's like, yes, that yeah. will add up over time. That 25 cents is going to become, I don't know. I went to, I went to public school. So however that is in a year, um, $3, right? It's $3 in a year. And if you put that $3 into a, into a savings account that yielded X and not in Silicon Valley banks, it'd be worth almost zero. But if you put it in another place, then maybe by the end of your life, you would have 150 bucks. It's like, yeah. It's yeah, you have hundred fifty dollars, but oh man, is that yeah. the? <laughs> so, to All me, right. this so, is marketing. It's not actually. It's not sustainability. Like sustainability would be the. Remember those bottles that are made out of a hundred percent. I'm trying to. I had the guy on my podcast. They're like a. It's it's a hundred percent recycled, PET bottle. Mm-hmm. Um, that was it's it's kind of flatter, and so you can fit more onto. Oh a yeah. Bottle. yeah. Um, I'm so sorry. I'll have to look that guy's name up, but like stuff like that to me is like, okay, that's like, there's a real sustainability message there. Yeah. This just felt kind of markety gimmicky to me. If anybody knows somebody from crate, I'd love to have them on the show. I think it would be really interesting to interview them and get, get some data behind this and figure out what's really the impetus of it. Is it just marketing? Is it, do they have actual big plans for this? Yeah. You know, I think you're right, Adam. It's, it could be, you know, wishy-washy. Yeah. I don't know. Guys, I got to hop off here in, in, a, in a minute. So I got I to jump on a call. But this crate, from a user experience standpoint, um, I, I'm not a fan of, like, walking down the aisle with my phone out to scan a QR code to then go to a web, you know, go to a website or a landing page to learn about, you know. If I'm picking out something to drink, I based it on the packaging and the label and uh, maybe, maybe the information or the brand. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't know. And maybe they don't sell this at retail. Maybe this, they just sell, sell this via e-com and it shows up and, and that's it. Ah, Garcon wines. Thank you, Chris branch. Yes. Um, appreciate it. Yeah. Um, yeah. If it's e-commerce, then whatever. Right. Yeah. But, then it's, you know, then it's in your, in your wine cellar. Like, you know, my downstairs, I've got a big, <laughs> I don't have a wine cellar. You don't have that. <laughs> <laughs> but you're famous. That's right. Being being famous packaging yeah. people is like being famous dentists. Nobody cares. Nobody. <laughs> yeah. That's not, even, it. not even your family. They're like, it's oh next God. week's show. That's it's right. almost like it's almost like you have to apologize. Like, what do you do? You're like, I host a packaging podcast. You're like, what? <laughs> you're like, it's fine. Don't worry about it. Like, I'm a senior about. vice president of sales. So like, well, hello. <laughs> it's like Right, 100%. Andrew and Brandon, 100%. Labels are important to the to this particular purchasing experience. Right, yeah. it, it makes a difference, and the difference that it makes in sustainability is pretty pretty low. Says the guy working for a company that prints wine labels now. Come mm-hmm. on, Brandon, <laughs> you're better than that. Sus. <laughs> All right, I got I got to run, guys. You want to stick around, or do you want to go ahead and wrap this up? This has been wonderful. Thank you. Awesome. Okay, Guys, thanks so much. Keep putting comments in here. We'll keep checking back. Um, appreciate it. We'll see you guys next week. This was a good show. Really, yeah. really had a good time. Thank you. <laughs> Live from Studio 3, this is Packaging Today with 